Support for this episode of Inside the Natural State is provided by Mountain Valley Spring Water. Bottled continuously since 1871 right here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mountain Valley Spring Water has been the go-to for U.S. Presidents, Elvis, Sugar Ray Robinson, and even Triple Crown winner Secretariat. Visit mountainvalleyspring.com to find your local distributor today. Welcome to Inside the Natural State. This is Steve, your host, joined as always by my co-host and good buddy Andy Gates. How you doing, Andy? What's up? What's up, man? Probably would have helped if I would have unmuted our mics there before I started talking. Thankfully, User error. thankfully, nobody got that, so no one, no one knows that part. I did. So, recording on a different day today. Uh, same o, same o. Um, as as the song that's playing in the background there, we're headed into the danger zone. It seems right now. <laughs> um, things are just getting wilder and wilder. Things keep closing. You know, we we have. Have you seen any of the numbers in New York? No, I was. I think it was like ten thousand cases from yesterday to today. Oh wow! I mean, ridiculous. Well, I know after today, I think we grew. Like I think in Arkansas alone, it was like a, like fifty two or fifty six cases. We're podunk. I like yeah. podunk at this point. Yeah, no kidding. So I, I mean, I'm excited though that. Um, so to, today we're going to be joined uh, by doc, Dr. Michael Wilson from UAMS. He's going to try to give us some insight in terms of how UAMS is handling this, how we're handling this as a state, and also just kind of um, as we go forward, what we should expect and, and really what we should, we should be doing. I, I'm not going to get on a big PSA here tonight over um, over what we should and should not be doing, but there were some things that happened over the weekend that's just mind-boggling to me in central Arkansas. Um, some decisions by certain people that were made to do things and and I just, I don't know, man. I, what are you talking about? Well, so I don't really want to name names right you now. You don't have to. <laughs> um, but most people know. I mean, so RJ Hawk, um, he he posted some stuff out. Um, I have no idea what this one is. <laughs> so just so you guys know, we have ESPN. The Ocho. The Ocho. It's a full day of that on, on ESPN2 today. Bullfrogs. Yeah, this was the one that I was trying to figure out what in the world this random E60 in the middle of this was going to be. So apparently it's about frogs. <laughs> the jump. So, yeah, I, uh, we were just watching Tetris a minute ago. But, but yeah, so, I mean, there was some decisions made where some very large group gatherings happened in, in certain places today. And, and yesterday so, as well. Or yesterday and over the weekend, all weekend. Um, you know, I've seen also outside of this area. Let's just say it this way. You can't keep the rednecks down. Okay? There, you, there you go. I'm yes. just going to say it. I'm part redneck. I can do that. I'm okay with it. And, and, and I but understand. You can't keep the rednecks down. No. Some of y'all out there will need us if it ever gets real bad and you need stuff killed. Right. And, and, and I, and again, I'm not putting anyone down. I just think some of the decisions were not very well thought out. Um, much like they released, I think it was the university of Tampa today, um, just released a story about several of their students have returned from spring break with coronavirus. Shocking. You know, I mean, what do you think's going to happen when you're out again, thinking you're invincible, thinking you can do whatever you want and not affect anybody else. You see the little video snippet of the kids that were down there in Miami talking yes. about if I get Corona, I get Corona. Yes, it is what it is, but I'm here to party. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I look, like I said, phone book and a sledgehammer. <laughs> 
will fix lots of these problems. And I get it, man. Like as a stay in for a little while. As a twenty, well, I mean, it's spring break. As a twenty-something-year-old kid, we were dumb and stupid and went out and did whatever the heck we wanted to do. And and look, seven. I'm still dumb and stupid. Two weeks ago, when we would have had when we had this conversation, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, like this is dumb. This is an overreaction. But as you see the numbers spread and you see things continue to happen, it's. I mean, it's it's. It, at this point, heed the warning before worse things come our way. I heard earlier today, I think the first person to die in, in Missouri, St. Louis area, if I'm not mistaken, was a nurse. Yeah. Who was taking care of somebody that had it. Right. And it killed her. She was in her early 40s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And the thing to think about there when you when you think about it, I mean, you know, our medical professionals, you know, deserve a lot of credit right now. Um, Going into the lines of battle, they're just a different kind of battle. But what I can't see. So the wife and I were talking about this on the way home the other night, and I thought this was funny. So overall, you know, we've we've had, tr- you know, in in the general thought process of people when they start thinking about, um, you know, trades, truck drivers, re- retail workers, those are always the people that people kind of look down on, you know? They're literally They're the, the people keeping keep this country, country rolling right now. Well, yeah. at all times, but now even more than ever, you see it. Um, you see all these people, I mean, applaud the, the folks that there's a couple of different, uh, I know, Departments and restaurants along I-40 and I-30 that have actually set up trucks on the side of the road saying, hey, free food, truck drivers only, pull off, we'll go get your food. I know there's a police department, I think it's Danville, one of the police departments um, here here in Arkansas that's actually offered to either take a driver or go get their food and bring it back to them. I saw a, a Sonic ad, I think, where they had a drive up four semis. Yeah. And like they had a big like stairwell where the girls would go out and hand the food out to the truck driver at his window. Just I like think that, I th- well, you know what's funny about that? I think that's actually, I want to say that's a Sonic in Clinton. Um, I'm almost certain it's in Clinton. I don't, I know what you're talking about, but it's actually been there. Those, those drive throughs for truck drivers have been there for a while. Um, Don't be stupid, but no, I'm not. It's just, I think it's funny that everybody making a big deal about it. Now it is cool. It's more noticeable. It is. is. Yeah. But it's been there because I think whichever one of those departments or whatever Sonic that was in city is when the gas boom was happening and you had so many truck drivers and the, you know, running around that couldn't actually go through drive throughs. So Sonic set up a kind of a, a deal for them. So I think that was Clinton. I couldn't be wrong, but so, I know, yeah, this is natural state sports. We're supposed to be talking sports, but we just... Natural state virus. <laughs> yeah. We just don't have a lot of sports to talk about right now. I mean... Go Mason Jones. Yes, and we'll get into a lot of that, you know, later on, um, just, you know, to... But please stay. Yes, please hang with us. Um, we'll have plenty to talk about in the sports world. Um, there's been a lot that's happened this week. You know, of course, Mason Jones, <clears throat> honorable mention. I'm surprised it wasn't co-honorable mention. Um, <laughs> 22 points a game only gets you honorable mention. I- I'm going to look up that stat that's here in just a minute. 20 in the, world, in the country, though. So. Yeah, but when you look at this, somebody had, had tweeted this out that said that like Mason had averaged like, it was like eight points a game more than anybody else on the list and like all these different numbers that were just insane. It was, anyway, we'll get into that here in a little bit um, time. major league baseball man potentially potentially taking the draft away this year i doubt that happens might we'll make that. a little confusion for everything below majors though. yeah but it is at le- it's at least been discussed um but i mean i've spent my day pretty much watching the oto and 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 tetris competitions and cup flipping sign flipping the sign spinning was something guy won it. yeah two years in a row wasn't it i don't know but he did a cartwheel and i was like big boy's got skills yeah I think he won it twice in like two years in a row, like 18 and 19. And now he's retired from sign spinning. Houston, Texas. Yeah. That, what in the world are these people doing? With their I don't frogs? know, but I can make a good meal out of that guy. Dude. Yeah, you're frogging the wrong way, bro. Yep. So, Cut his legs off. 
but the, the 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 cup flipping one was great because they had like they had a six and under league and these kids were they were interviewing the kids in between and the kids were like I practice for four hours a day I'm like dude my kid only does four hours a day of iPad and you try to get him to flip cups for four hours a day throw a fit and break every cup he lose interest quickly right? and he's over there looking at me like we're like we're dumb. We're letting him sit in on this recording. So if you hear loud bangs in the background, I promise. He's throwing stuff at him or throwing him one. Right, exactly. <laughs> now he's under the table. Hey, at least, you're, the car. at least you're cleaning up in here. Shh. Can't be making noise. On the floor, goob. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're looking. I'm going to get my belt. I'm excited. Hopefully you guys are, you know, enjoying our, enjoying our podcast here uh, as you have nothing else to do. We will have some NFL stuff to talk about. Yeah, we got plenty of NFL. There's oh, that course. Tom Brady guy apparently signed somewhere. I hope he doesn't get to wear 12. Um, I doesn't. Yeah, he's he gonna have to pay for it. I think. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> Godwin's Godwin ain't coming off twelve. Godwin's I've worn that since I was in high school, so he don't want to get rid of it. He made twenty five million for two years, I think, and there's no income tax in Florida. Yeah, or something like that. Well, something and he can make like what that. another like nine, I think, in incentives or something like that. It's want to include advertisements or in, endorsements. Endorsements. Yeah. Well, it's interesting though because you know he has his TB twelve brand, so he's. Mm-hmm. I mean. What happens there if he can't? So, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit, too. He's going to have to buy it. There's no way he doesn't. And, uh, yeah, it's you'd, just going to be costly. You'd, ho- you'd be hard-pressed to see Godwin not take that option for a year or two. So, because, yeah. So, I mean. million dollars a year. I, hey, I'm down. You can have my 12 for that. I'll be like 12-1. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> or 1 slash 2. No doubt. So, I mean, going to be a good show tonight, man. We're looking forward to it. Um, been a crazy week, though. Uh, obviously, all the, all the nutso stuff going on. Um, but looking forward tonight to to talking um, to Dr. Wilson as we uh, as we jump into things later on and, and get really the you know an idea of where we should be going and, and, and where the thought process should be right now and, and what social distancing really means. Um, so looking what in the world? Just wait. Oh, I don't even want to see. Yes, you do. I don't think so. It's the big Gucci bear. Yeah, I know. Swing to the sack Sunday. That's that's a lot of what disturbing. Happened? I don't know. It froze. Uh-uh, why? Yes. No, mm-mm, nope, nope. <laughs> Grow to the junk. The last barrel jumper. Holy moly. These dudes on these Ocho things are not only, uh, yeah, that hurt, dude. You get hit in the balls, it hurts. Every Sunday. <laughs> Gotta give it a like. <laughs> Every Sunday, <laughs> we are we are watching some some interesting stuff. One other thing that I wanted to uh, want to mention to everybody um, as we get going: if you know of a small business in your area that has been impacted negatively and needs support from the community, please let us know. Whether that be you know, reach out to us um, via our social media platform um, on Natural State Sports on the Facebook page uh, or on our personal social media. Um, reach out to us and let us know, and uh, we would love to just throw some advertising that way. Of course, at no cost just to help these businesses and promote the local small businesses that need help in our communities. Like me, I work at Big Jake's Tires in Benton. Yep. We're going to be open next week. Yep. Don't know how fast it's going to be or how slow it's going to be. Judging from last week, it's not going to be busy. So if you need something, 
come see me. I can probably get you in and out pretty quick. Yeah, now's the time to do it. Support your local businesses. Obviously, you, know, you drive around right now, and all the restaurants are, are, are shuttered other than the few people working inside. But then you go by the, the Bass Pros and the and the Walmarts and the Targets, and they're full of people. Bass Pro had folks who didn't want to come by yesterday. Yeah, we went by to we went to the go get the, pick the kids up today, and it was full. Um, Academy was full pretty much when I came no, by. Running out of ammo. Right. So, uh, but I did notice, you know, like big retailers, Kohl's, uh, TJ Maxx, I think all of them have shut down completely. Like, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of Amazon shopping, a lot of that kind of stuff. Amazon so. shut down all shipping except for necessity type stuff. Oh, wow. Well, uh, well just a tip if y'all are those toilet paper, toilet paper people, it's easy Sam's usually has it. Oh, early in the mornings. Yeah. Well, then you got to go stand in line though to get in early it's in the mornings. One per customer, but I mean, if as you know somebody, be. but as it should be. I mean, forty-eight rolls last a long time. That's a That's lot of toilet paper. If you can't, <laughs> forty-eight rolls will last me all the way through summer. I was about I mean, to say, on. if you can't get through with forty-eight rolls of toilet paper over the next thirty to maybe sixty days, then something wrong with you for sure. Literally. Yeah, absolutely. So, but but yeah, man, just everybody makes smart decisions going forward. Uh, when we get back, we will be joined by the one and only Doctor Wilson, and we are looking forward to having him with us. See ya. Support for this segment of Inside the Natural State is provided by Raising the Level Construction. Raising the Level Construction is a locally owned business serving the central Arkansas area. I personally have used the services of Mark and his team on many occasions, and they truly do raise the level of your expectations for your home renovation projects. No matter the size of your job, give owner Mark Johnson a call at 501-860-9101 and like their Facebook page, Raising the Level Construction LLC, to see photos of past and current work or to request a quote today. And listen, COVID's back, it's a brand new version The virus grabs a hold of you tightly Grips like a harpoon, yeah, it's frightening Will it ever stop, yo? I hope so Stock up on pasta and bog roll Yeah, it's extreme, it's global, international Bleach everything, wipe the floor with door handles Hand sanitizer, market has boomed I'm staying in, doing TikToks in my bedroom Deadly, corona is the enemy Scientists doing their best to make a remedy Wash it and clean it yourself all day Social distancing, please stay away Yes, it's a problem, but we'll solve it Let's stick together and we can resolve it. Virus, baby. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are joined now by Dr. Wilson from UAMS. Uh, Dr. Wilson or Michael, however you'd like me to, to, refer, to refer to you as. How are you tonight? Good, sir, and Mike is fine. Okay, perfect. Um, you'll have to. You might have to excuse the background. I think I have a screaming two, almost three year old out there giving her giving his mother a, a, a fits. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. I can hear him in my was it that you were playing a tune from Vanilla Ice? Is that what uh, what maybe, made him upset? Maybe so. It could have been. I don't know. He's been pretty mad for a while. It's probably because he's tired. He skipped nap time today. He's hangry. 
Yeah, that too. So we certainly appreciate you joining us. Obviously, you know, we talked a little bit ahead of time, but, um, you know, we, uh, we're, we're far from professionals here. So we wanted to try to get at least, um, so, you know, a professional's opinion and, and give us some ideas is really what we're dealing with, with this pandemic. Um, and, and somewhat more here at a state level, although we do have listeners kind of, uh, in the, all over the region outside of the state as well. So, um, but the goal of this was to get you on and, and to kind of give us, um, you know, your thoughts and, and, um, and, and tell us, you know, how you guys are, are dealing with things at UAMS. Well, I, Hey, thanks for having me on. And I got to say as a, um, not a native Arkansan, but one that has uh, adopted this as my, my home, uh, I am honored uh, to be on the podcast. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll jump into some things here. Um, uh, you know, people have been, it, this, this thing's been wild. Um, two weeks ago, had you come to me or maybe three weeks ago, it's some, when talking about this, obviously, you know, I had the, the mindset of, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just a cold. It's, you know, I may get a little sick, you know, who knows? I had s- severe bronchitis earlier this year. Maybe I really had it, you know, all the normal stuff. And, but as you see how this thing continues to spread and you see how things continue to, to, to develop, with this, you know, a lot of information continues to get out, maybe misinformation. And, and so as we start, as we start looking at the numbers and what the CDC re- recommends and the overall numbers, um, what are some things, realistic things right now, like I'm sitting here at home with my two kids, what are some things that I should be doing to make sure that we're not one contracting it, but also potentially being carriers unknown wise and, and passing it around? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and you know, kudos to you um, and Andy for asking that question because I think we we are seeing right now, even as you and I speak, we are seeing in Italy the unfortunate results from not asking that question soon enough, not getting the, the scientists out um, in, in front of the public to answer that question, um, and what you're seeing is uh, in in Italy anyway is that they have fewer total cases than China, but more deaths. And I think the, the real question or the, the important question is how do we prevent that spread? Um, kind of a, if you don't mind me taking a step back, I don't want to get too technical, but the reason that's such an important question is because viruses are spread in different ways. So COVID-19 is a coronavirus. Um, there's actually hundreds of coronaviruses, but most of those infect only animals. There's only seven that are known to infect humans. And unlike, uh, say, measles, so measles is a truly airborne virus. Uh, if someone uh, with measles coughs or sneezes, that virus will stay in the air and it'll stay suspended for, for hours. And 90% roughly of the folks who are unvaccinated who walk through that space, even if that person is long gone, will get measles. That's a truly airborne virus. It's one of the most contagious diseases we know. COVID-19 is not that. COVID-19 is thought to be spread mostly by um, large droplets, and that requires direct contact. Either you have to be around somebody close enough that when they cough and they sneeze on you that you get it in your mouth or your nose or your eyes, or they cough and they sneeze, those droplets kind of settle out on the surfaces. You come along, you grab that surface, and then you touch your own mouth or nose or eyes. And that's the way it's spread. So 
that's why it's so important when you're uh, when you're home, and the first thing you're doing is the most important thing is being at home. But when you're out, keep those trips to a minimum. Um, the social distancing, I, I, I don't like that term at all, but it's really important. The CDC is recommending six feet because these droplets fall to surfaces pretty quickly. Um, and you have to be fairly close to get some direct contact. How long does so it, that's what we're recommending. Go ahead. How long does it, like as far as the droplets, when they hit something, how come the, how long can they, you know, survive, I guess you could say, once they've hit a surface before it's, you know, not contagious for someone else to touch it? Is that a possibility? Yeah. Or just sit there and go, that's a, somebody? Yeah, that is a great question. Um, and, in fact, it, that question has been studied so recently that it literally is not even out in print. So I'm going to be telling you about some science that came out less than a week ago uh, from the NIH. And what we think now, based on that study, is that those droplets can be stable on surfaces like cardboard uh, for probably about 24 hours on plastic wow. or wood for up to two or three days. Wow. Um, but in the air, less so. So if so the folks listening to this podcast remember one thing, and that is if they are sick, please stay home. Because if they cough, cough and sneeze on a, on a shopping cart or a shopping aisle, those things can stay pretty stable for a while. So, uh, so a question that I know that I hear a lot and that gets thrown about is, you know, okay, so I'm ordering food from my local, you know, my, my favorite local eatery. Um, what are my concerns in terms of what are my, con what are my concerns in terms of that person who's preparing it? And then, you know, obviously, you know, food has to get to a certain temperature to be prepared properly. Um, you know, once it's, once it's packaged, you know, how does heat, you know, affect these viruses? Obviously, you know, like most things are about 77 degrees, I think, and up. So how does that, you know, how, do, how, do, how does temperature and how do those things and, and keeping yourself safe from that as well, you know, for the folks that are having to order out and have everything delivered? Uh, that, that's a great question. You know, if you'll permit me to be a little philosophic for a moment, I promise not too long, but, Absolutely. but just a little bit. Um, we are in a new time in this country where we are realizing for the first time that what I do, what behaviors I take affect you directly, and what behaviors you undertake affect me directly, that we are really all dependent on each other. And so the first thing I would tell you is I really hope that that restaurant cares enough that if an employee is sick, that they have enough sick time that yep. they can stay home, because that's the best way to, to not catch coronavirus or covid is the preferred term, COVID-19. Um, the best way to not catch it is to have your food prepared by somebody who's not sick. Absolutely. And the best way to have someone preparing that food not get sick is you stay home if you're not feeling well. Well, the one thing that's... The Other than that... Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the one thing that's really that's really taken me back on some of this is you have folks that um, have gone and spent and, and raided the grocery stores. And I made this point I think before. I said most of this food these people are buying is going to be ruined because they're going to eat out. So they're going to either get, well now they can't go to the restaurants, <laughs> but they're going to order in everything. So I mean, well, it's, I'm a cook. Yeah, I'm good at it. 
And so the question, you know, there is what, you know, like I said, you know, those fears. So I guess the, the big question is what happens to the person that maybe they're unknowingly carrying it. They sneeze. They don't have, you know, they're, they're asymptomatic for the most part, other than a, you know, a cough or something. And they do sneeze on it. They are carrying it. Now it comes to my home. You know, what are some, you know, some simple procedures that maybe people should follow when it gets to their home? Well, that's another great question. And, and, um, you know, you'll have to explain to me this uh, phenomenon of buying all the toilet paper in town uh, okay. later. Don't, that, that I still don't understand that. Know. Yeah, let us know when you figure that out. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've been asked that question a lot when I kind of go out into the world. Um, and I, I really, like everybody else, I haven't gone out much myself. I go to work, and I go to work in the emergency department, and then I come home uh, trying to practice what I preach. But the couple of times I have ventured out or have talked to families that the one thing they all want to talk about is COVID-19. And the first question that they usually ask is the one you just asked, what can I do to protect myself? And so we believe, or we think the CDC thinks based on all the smart scientists out there, that the way this is spread is through large respiratory droplets. So the first thing you can do to protect yourself um, is this social distancing. Don't be too close to people. That's not going to be forever. Uh, if you can work from home, work from home, right? Um, and the second thing that you can do is wash your hands. And I get a lot of weird looks or questions when I say that because people say, hey, this is a global pandemic. Um, I'm actually looking at the latest statistics right now. Worldwide, there, there are 329,862 confirmed cases of COVID-19 with 14,386 people who have died as of the time we are recording this. And people look at me and they say, that's all you got, Dr. Wilson, in a, in a pandemic with more than 14,000 people who have died worldwide, all you have is wash your hands? <laughs> and it, it's, it's so thing. true. I mean... Yeah, right, right. And, and, and it really is because if you have managed to get those droplets on your hands by touching a surface that you are unaware of, you're going to hopefully wash those off. And now I'm not talking about just kind of running your hands under some water and spritzing some soap, right? I'm talking about washing your hands the way we should have been washing our hands all along. And that is 20 seconds. Sing the alphabet song. Make sure you get the not only the palm of your hand, but the back of your hand, in between the fingers. Don't forget the thumbs. Get the uh, tips of your fingers. Really work that soap around. Or if you don't have the patience for that, use a hand sanitizer. Has to be at least 60% alcohol, and all of the commercial hand sanitizers on the market meet that standard. That's a good thing to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one, a couple of, I lost my train of thought there. I had a really good question and now I've done for Never had a train of thought. <laughs> it, it was the alcohol limit. Yes, it I'll, was. I'll just throw out a weird statistic that has nothing to do with COVID-19. Uh, and that is ounce per ounce, the average hand sanitizer has more alcohol than a shot of whiskey. Don't tell people that. They may drink it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, you know, they, they were. They were for actually several years. So they... That's right. So they added all this uh, bittering agents in it um, that made it uh, bad to drink. Because, of course, uh, sanitizing your insides, no good. 
uh, sanitizing your hands. Yeah, Excellent. Don't lick a finger if you get food on it after recently having <laughs> yeah. sanitizer. It doesn't taste good. I did that earlier today by accident. <laughs> First-hand experience, bud. So two, so two things. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of information that comes out. And unfortunately, as we're all sitting at home, social distancing, doing what we're supposed to do, we find ourselves on this on social media and other places social media right now. <laughs> reading all kinds of the dumbest stuff out there that you could put on your, that you could think of. Um, lots of rabbit holes to go down, lots of conspiracy theories you could jump on. I still want to know something about testing procedures before we get off of this. Yeah, when we'll get to that. But That's two, two things that I've seen, and I'm just curious. One, does, does hard alcohol have any effect? So if I go out on a binge drinking night and decide to act a fool... Is that going to help me not get the coronavirus? Hey, that dude did supposedly kill it with fireball. So, <laughs> the guy in England who supposedly got it and killed it with fireball. Well, all right. <laughs> I, uh, having tried fireball, I'm pretty sure fireball kills whatever it touches. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> cinnamon whiskey, baby. <laughs> but here's, here's my problem with that logic is that we know. Um, that uh, COVID-19 is a coronavirus. It's primarily a respiratory virus. Um, the way people die with this disease, we think, is that they get really serious lung inflammation, and then they get a secondary pneumonia. Um, and that's worse if you're older. It's worse if you already have a lung disease. And that's how people die from this disease, that you know, the, the lungs are a really soft and squishy kind of thing normally in you and me and um hopefully all of the listeners out there. But when they get inflamed, they get hard and they get stiff and they don't breathe very well. So even that we know that about COVID-19, I would ask, where are we putting that fireball? And I think you would uh, probably do more damage if you're putting it in the lung. So... Be one of those ones where you kind of hope it goes down the wrong pipe. <laughs> I'm just doing this on purpose. I'm packing it up, but I got some burned out lungs, bud. Well, Woo. so that that actually does bring me to my other to another to my other point of that is I did read, and I don't. Of course, this is one of those things that got shared a, a ton. Well, on social media, and it was like you a two. Read? It was a two second read. It was easy. Oh, so, from from my brain to comprehend. But the question was, and, and what's funny is, so much of this is common sense. Wash your hands. Wash them thoroughly. Do what you're supposed to do. Brush your teeth. Take showers. Clean yourself. Practice hygiene. Buy all the toilet paper. D yeah. Drink. <laughs> drink water so the, the question the, the thing that struck me when i saw the drinking the water thing though was it was you know take take sips of water every few minutes mm -hmm. because that i guess helps wash, wash it, it into, into your, your stomach, stomach instead of you potentially the breathing it into your it. lungs is there any truth behind that science you know um I, so like anything, the reason that kind of meme took off, and I've seen the same one, is that there is there is a grain of truth to that, right? You should stay well hydrated, and you probably should drink water instead of fireball. Um, sorry to disappoint the <laughs> listeners on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Doctors are always saying the weirdest health things. But, uh, but anyway, um, the, there is no evidence at this point that drinking water will prevent you from catching the um, coronavirus or the COVID-19, uh, again, is the preferred term. And you can tell I keep saying coronavirus, but coronavirus is actually a family, as I mentioned, of hundreds of viruses. So it's much more, it's like, um, you know, saying, hey, you, when we mean a specific 
person. And so we should call by its name COVID-19. Plus, the um, if you're, <laughs> well, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so that's, an, that's a great question, right? Um, with, because um, uh, there are, uh, I have a bunch of friends who send me a lot of memes who insist on calling it the Chinese virus. And I'll urge all of your listeners not to do that. And at the risk of being uh, a little bit politically incorrect here, oh, I'll just no. say, um, I'll just say there's lots of reasons not to do it. Uh, first is it doesn't just affect Chinese people. Um, and the response to that is, well, but that's where it originated from. And my response always is, you know, look, I had a lot of friends who originated in the backseat of Sudan, but I call them out of respect by their name, not Sudan. So I would urge your listeners to use the term COVID-19. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Call took Cadillac it. DeVille. Call- <laughs> Cadillac DeVille over there. He's talking to Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, man. So, come on. Anyway, back, back to your question. Back to your question about the water. So, remember, to catch COVID-19, it's not like these viruses kind of float out in the air indefinitely and infect anybody that walks by like measles. You really need direct contact. So, you need to be coughed on um, or inhale those droplets that somebody is sneezing in your general direction or Possibly you need to touch a surface. If I get sneezed on, I'm punching somebody in the face. On it. What's that? I said, if I get sneezed on, I'm just going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> that's just rude. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And that's why another reason why the masks are probably only good if you yourself are sick. If you're sense. not sick, if you're not sick, and this is what I worry about, if you're not sick, you're wandering out in public and you think, oh, I'm protected because I have a mask on. But what are you doing? You're touching the front of that mask, which is the contaminated part. And if you aren't washing your hands before you put on that mask and after you put on that mask, all you're really doing is transferring the virus particles on the front of that mask into your eyes and mouth. Um, I worry that people may be making themselves sicker. So, again, I know it's it's what we got in right now in 2020, but wash your hands. Yeah. So on that, on that topic, as far as with the personal protective equipment like that, what can we do uh, as, you know, as just general citizens who aren't in the medical profession to make sure that you guys is in the medical field and in, in medical staffs have enough of that equipment? Cause I know that that's been talked about a lot recently as well. So uh, another, another great question. And, you know, really what is what that turns into is what should I do if I think I'm sick from coronavirus? Because that's what we're really talking about. And I can't tell you the number of friends and family members that have called me over the last week and they say, look, I have a sore throat. Uh, look, I have a little bit of a cough. Um, my temperature was 99. What do I do? And the first thing you should do is stay home. If you are having any symptoms, no matter how mild, stay home. You don't need COVID-19 testing at this point in time. What you should do is you should go to the hospital if you're really feeling ill, um, if you can't breathe, if you're having chest pain, if your temperature is very high, um, if you're feeling confused, go to the emergency department then. 
And when you go to the emergency department with those symptoms, they're immediately going to put you in a special room, isolated all by yourself, and they're going to dress up uh, in special gowns with face protection so that they themselves don't get whatever virus that you have, even if it's not COVID-19. So the best thing we can do to save the PPE, the personal protective equipment for the people who need it, is let's save the emergency department for the people that are really symptomatic. If you want testing in Little Rock, and I understand there are a lot of people who really would like to know um, if they have COVID-19, what I would suggest is go to one of our drive-by clinics that are operating every day and get a COVID-19 test. Um, They call it a drive-by swabbing, right? You come up, you pull up in your car, they'll they'll put the Q-tip in your nose, you'll get the results back in a couple of days. So a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, those were totally illegal. That just sounds some, something. That, <laughs> that sounds Stop, like uh, swab the forehead for the temperature and keep rolling. We'll call you in a week or so. Talk about sorry. cutting red tape in a hurry. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, I understand people. People want to know, but if you are having asymptomatic, or if you're asymptomatic, or if you only have mild symptoms, um, stay home. Stay home. It's the best thing you can do for the people around you. It's the best thing you can do right now for the people that really need um, to be in the emergency department. So, and by the way, nothing I'm saying, nothing I'm saying, should be interpreted as you know wanting to stay home if you're seriously ill. If you are sick, please, please go to the emergency department. Yes, absolutely. And and so, what are some of the you, you mentioned some of those drive? Do you have a few of those locations at least in here in the, the centrally located for those for our listeners here, um, where they can go? Do you know those off offhand? Um, uh, so there are several, and I apologize, I don't have them all uh, memorized. But there is one on Sheffield Drive, um, and the reason they put it there is that is the drive that the front door of the emergency department uh, looks out on. So. If you want to go to the UAMS emergency department, you will have to drive around a screening. Um, and I encourage you to do that if you're having symptoms that aren't related to COVID-19. So let's say you're having chest pain or a stroke or something like that. Um, but if all you want is testing, stop there. Uh, and they will, they have a big sign. They will direct you over into a little parking lot and they'll um, do the swap for you. So as far as current testing procedures, um, you know, how does that work? What is the reliability of those tests currently, at least from the, the, the information we currently have? And I mean, I know we've talked about, you know, there's seems to be a shortage of the number of tests that we can get a hold of. So like you were talking about the importance of an NBA player, then you can get whatever you want. Yeah, But the, the importance <laughs> of the of testing, obviously, and the importance of when to test. So what, what does that testing procedure look like in terms of, I mean, where we are numbers wise and, and, you know, and those kind of things and how, what we should expect from the test and obviously the numbers as, as we go forward. Uh, another great question. Um, so again, if I can wax philosophic for just 20, 30 seconds, okay. and that is what concerns me most about our response to COVID is not that it suddenly showed up in Arkansas on March 11th, 2020, and we had no warning that it wasn't coming. The first case in China was reported in Wuhan province, as you guys know, in mid-December, and it was officially reported to the World Health Organization as a um, novel virus on December 31st. 
Of course. And the virus didn't kind of just waft over the oceans. It spread the way that you would think it spread. It spread along transit routes because people in Wuhan infected other people in Wuhan, and those people traveled out of Wuhan into other transit hubs. And then they all took airplanes, and they landed. And the first case um, in the United States was reported in Seattle. But subsequent cases were reported where there are major airports, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Atlanta, all the places that you would expect given how airplanes fly. And so we had at least six or eight weeks warning in this country. And yet, for whatever reason, we thought it wouldn't touch us. Um, We were immune. Uh, And we were slow. We were slow to respond. And we are seeing, unfortunately, the the effects of that. So part of one of the effects of that is we we don't have enough tests for everyone. Now, that situation is getting better in Arkansas. And UAMS in particular has done an amazing job at making tests available for everyone who wants one. But another unfortunate consequence of that is that we don't have enough PPE nationwide. Again, UAMS has uh, done an amazing job in that regard. But in in New York, there are um, posts from colleagues of mine uh, about dangerously low supplies of personal protective equipment. Um, those will certainly even out in time. In the meantime, I would urge people If you want a test, if you need a test, please go get it. Um, But call your doctor first before you go anywhere, and certainly before you show up in your doctor's office with symptoms that might be related to COVID-19, call ahead so they can clear the waiting room. They can have a mask waiting for you, something like that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, that makes sense. Obviously we don't want to overwhelm our healthcare systems. We're seeing that in other places. And, and, and like you said, with the short as a test, we don't want a lot of people going just because they they're sneezing today or, or as Andy just did for us and gave us a, a coughing demonstration. <laughs> over there. <Into> my arm. <laughs> yeah. He didn't cough on the mic. <laughs> um, Hopefully he didn't touch his face afterwards. That's no. all I'm saying. I got a good beard. It's hard not to touch my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wash your beards. Everyone in Arkansas, wash your beards thoroughly. You know how much COVID is hanging out in there. Gets good soap. <laughs> uh, so, so that that brings me kind of to my last point that I wanted. Well, a couple, two more things. This one, a little more serious in nature, but one thought, one thing, and we talked about this a little bit. So, I get it. It's from you anyway. That's right. So, there's been a lot going around as far as you know. This is spring break. Um, you know, some of the younger folks want to get out, and that's I'm not. I want to want to want to make sure I clarify it. I'm not just talking about a certain age group because I think everybody, you know, everybody's complaining and upset about having to stay in and not be able to go do what they normally want to do. Um, but what? So obviously we've talked about this a lot, but I really wanted to talk about the the importance of this from large social social gatherings. You know, especially in outdoor venues. We've talked about you know limiting to ten or less and and not having big you know big gatherings indoors, no theaters, you know, all this stuff that's closing down. But my question would be, you know, or I guess explain the importance, um, because it probably makes more sense coming from a professional than me saying it. And the, 
the importance of you know you as a as a young as a young healthy individual or someone who doesn't have those underlying issues who may not have the symptoms and think I can go out to spring break and I can I can drink like crazy and I can have all the fun I want and maybe get a little sick. I know I read today that the University of Tampa has has said that they had several students that have come back or have come you know tested positive after spring break. So explain a little bit of the importance, obviously, of why even when you're outside what you can bring in the fact of the asymptomatic portion of this and just how important it is for these folks to really heed the warnings of the CDC and, and, and everyone else in this situation. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think the news has gotten out that folks who are older and folks who have um, medical conditions are more likely to die um, from COVID-19 infection. But what people forget when that statistic gets thrown out is that young folks still get COVID-19. In fact, a new CDC analysis that, that um, uh, happened a few days ago shows that roughly between one in seven and one in five people between the ages of 20 and 44 require hospitalization. Godly. And unless you are not planning to visit your parents or your grandparents or your sick relatives who may have asthma or other lung diseases, you might potentially go to see them even with minimal symptoms and make them much, much worse. I'll just return to that point we talked about a few minutes ago. It is so important right now that we realize that what I do, the behaviors I adopt in my everyday life affect you. And the behaviors you adopt affect me. And when we look at Italy, where you see all those social media posts about how folks are saying, gosh, I really wish we had listened earlier. I wish we had stayed home when they told us to stay home. But, you know, we didn't. It's important to be free. I want, I'm going to do what I want. We can save lives, but it's going to take everybody doing the right thing for a few more weeks. And I'll, I'll just add one final note on that. And that is our parents and our grandparents went to war to protect our freedoms. The folks today are being asked to sit on a couch. We can do this. Yeah, you are 100% sure. correct. That is Look, the best way I've heard. quarantined for 11 months last year. Yeah. I will be fine with sitting at home for a month or two. Yeah, he was a patient, he was a patient over yeah. at, at UAMS uh, emergency there for a bit. I was there Wednesday. That yeah. was the weirdest thing I've ever watched. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> small accident 18 months ago. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, oh, my goodness. There was nothing small about that accident, but yeah. <laughs> But so going back to that point you were making, this was kind of the, the point that I've made toward, or I guess the example that I've given is, could you imagine, you know, being that person who thinks that I'm in, you know, that I can do what I want. I don't want to lose my freedom. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to do these things and, and I'm going to come back and maybe I do get mild symptoms, but you know, I'm overly healthy. But then the neighbor, from there. The, the neighbor kid comes over and play to play with my son and, and he, he contracts it and maybe he doesn't have any issues with you. it. Just but, spray him with Lysol when he comes. <laughs> in the door 
door. But yeah, but then he goes home and maybe his mom has has asthma and, and an underlying, you know, respiratory issue. How how you know, how am I gonna feel as that person that thought it can't hurt me, but then my direct actions impacted this family to the point where they could lose a mother out of the deal. So I know that's that's going, you know, a, 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 a you know, a pretty strict or a pretty serious direction, but it's the truth. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, I got something right, and a professional agreed. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> First time he's ever been like that. We're going to mark the tape. We're going to make sure that gets on. Yeah, that's, that's Put that on loop. <laughs> and so, so I guess my final thing is we're, we're in the South. This is, this is football haven. We, we, we live and breathe and die for September through January, February timeframe. Um, obviously, you know, I'm very sad. We lost, you know, the baseball season, um, hurt. Yeah, I, for a baseball season that I, most of us had looked forward to, at least for university of Arkansas fans for a couple of years, um, this, this team. But as we look forward to football season, give us some, at least give us some maybe a, a peek through the clouds that says we might really be able to return to some sort of normal by, you know, through summer. And, and once we get into that August, September timeframe. I really wish I could. And I am so sorry to end Dang. things on that note, but I will, I will say this a lot of how this ends and it may not end and it may just get to manageable levels, but, a lot of how this gets better depends on what each one of us does in the next eight weeks. If we ignore these rules on social distancing, if we get together and party, if we think that we're somehow uh, immune or not able to spread it to others, the estimates are, are bad. Um, there are a lot of modeling estimates out there, and they, they are very bad. But if we come together as a country, if we do the right thing for each other by staying home, by washing our hands, by meeting virtually when we can, by avoiding large groups, who knows? Uh, the, the time frame for this will be a lot shorter. So what you're telling me is that if Stay we will the hell home. if we will all sit on our couches for the next three months, <laughs> we can all together save football season. That's what I heard him say. I'm telling you, that's what he said. If we'll all sit on our couches in our house for the next three months, we will save football season. So folks, you might have just started a pandemic on your own there. <laughs> but, but so and, and I made this point on my social media the other day that, and, and I'll, and I'll kind of finish up with that is, you know, for those people that are out acting a fool and, and, and going crazy and not following the directions that we're being given now, you really have no right to complain in a, in a few weeks or a month or however long it takes for more, you know, more serious measures to take place, such as, you know, whether it be shelter at home or, you know, some of the things that, you know, New York, Chicago or Illinois and, and California have had to do here recently so you realistically heed the warnings do what the professionals are, are telling us to do and 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 we can get through this thing and think about you know the other people in your life as well i i couldn't agree more 
Well, fantastic. Well, Dr. Wilson, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. We thank you for your insight. And uh, I know I, I can say this. I, I watch every single one of those press conferences with UAMS and, uh, and the governor. Um, a lot of times it's watch the sign, sign language interpreter because the facial expressions are fantastic. Um, but... <laughs> Realistically, you guys, you guys at UMS are doing an absolutely phenomenal job with this, and uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We are happy to be here in the time of need, and thank you for having me on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Welcome back. We're just singing along over here. <laughs> I played you into that one. I didn't have you on mute. That was fun. I know. <laughs> Man, good stuff having Dr. Wilson on with us. That was really good stuff. Again, he very informative for what it was. For yeah, sure. heed the warnings for sure, folks. It's I mean, it's no joke. Let's let's just not play with this thing. So we are the ones to stop it. That's right. Each, each person is responsible for themselves. That's right. I mean, it's it's but it's up to us to take care of others too. So stop thinking about yourself, America. Stop thinking about only yourself. You do have to fix yourself first before you can help others. That's right. Remember that. But you can absolutely take precautions to help everyone. As I scratch my eye. Right. Well, that's your eye. Keep it to yourself. Yep. <clears throat> so we're gonna finish this thing up again. You guys, not a lot of sports out there to talk about, but. Um, did have an interview with uh, Sam Pittman this over the, the past week talking about where the football team stands right now. Um, and, and basically they're doing what they can. I know we talked a little bit last week. Um, we talked a little bit last week about, um, you know, spring practice and what would happen with that. Well, that got answered a day or two after the podcast came Quickly. out. Yeah. That everything's done there. Man, I hear my children out there. So beat them more. Um, that's the problem. My wife won't beat them. She's the one dealing with them. If I was out there, this wouldn't be going on. Leland, get the hose. <laughs> oh, dude, this is a total rabbit hole, but I watched uh, sling blade the other day and you're done, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to, to, um, in in memory of the Arkansas Health Hospital burning down over the week, over that that I think that was Thursday night, uh, Wednesday Thursday night. So we watched uh, Sling Blade. Good stuff. Um, I love that movie. We'll come back with some more idiot of the day with Carl here soon. We probably have. I mean, you know, the, the Spring Breakers they could probably fit. They fit in. Yeah, for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about what's going on with that, so obviously we know that there won't be um, uh, won't no be any spring, spring practice, no spring football at all. The uh, big question is, will they be able to make up spring drills? And 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 so much of that's gonna re- gonna be really what the what direction the NCAA takes here. So um, you know, we know that the NCAA is 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 has done a lot of really dumb things. Um, they don't typically act in the best interest of student athletes. Um, but as we look towards some of the things that have been done here with, with some of the spring sports stuff, I know division two has now announced that seniors, um, will, will get an extra year of eligibility, but only seniors, which I think is a bad plan if that comes the division one way. Um, but in terms of football, as we start thinking, you know, you heard Dr. Wilson talk about that a few minutes ago that, you know, we don't know, there's no guarantee that we're going to get to, um, that this thing's going to be cleared up by then enough to, to have football, but let's just assume for the moment that a 
does. The question is at that point, what's going to happen, you know, with spring drills, will they be able to have any type of extra summer workouts? Will they be able to open fall camp earlier? Um, and, and that was a lot of the stuff that Pittman talked hope we about. We have fall camp right now. Yeah, and, and some of the things that he had said, you know, he said it's very fluid. Um, you have different dates as to in mind as to where you maybe where you can maybe gel. Um, you went from having 15 practice to 10. Now can you actually get eight in? Um, also, you know, you have teams that have already practiced. We talked about that some Cheers. last week. Um, but you know, one thing that that and, and, Pitt, and Pittman made this point too. He said, you know, I know this. Everybody will be in the same boat. Good night. I'm going to um, put them in kennels and. <laughs> socially isolate them here in just a minute because that's getting ridiculous duct tape will fix a lot of that right but um so the difference obviously is we'll be getting it to know our talent level which is where Pittman and this staff are behind the eight ball because they are a new staff you think about even Ole Miss is going to deal with this with with Lane Kiffin and the new staff and the new players and everything going on there um you know some of these other staffs that have, that have changed over so uh, you know as we look forward and we start thinking about what football season looks for looks looks like as we go forward it's going to be interesting um you know uh, who knows what direction this goes? Maybe we play, maybe they play a shorter season somehow. Um, you know, those things are all going to play into effect in every, you know, in every, every league that starts in the fall. So um, really, really good questions there. And some stuff that, uh, that Pittman talked about this week um, really makes you think as to whether or not, you know, we're going to have a football season and what kind of effect it's going to have on this team. Um, I tell you one thing that it's not doing is it did not stop these guys from putting in some work during winter conditioning. That's for sure. You look at the sizes of some of these guys, and I'm just kind of going off the new roster. Um, these are some guys that made some serious uh, moves in weight. Ricky Stromberg, I think it's been well documented. I think he made the post on Twitter. But uh, Ricky Stromberg is up to 6'4", 298. He's put on 30 two pounds uh, in this winter conditioning or since since last year's roster came out. That's a big chunk for a man that is very important to this Razorback offensive line. And, and that, that's that's super important. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, as much as he started last year and to have that weight on him, I mean, I, I think it's great just to see, you know, 32 pounds by any man, no matter how big you are, how small you are, to put that on and to be the right weight, that's also important. I think Pittman is already kind of showing up there. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to go down. I, I wanted to look at the offensive linemen um, in general. So uh, Kirby Adcock was is missing from this uh, this roster. We're not really sure why. Could just been an oversight, um, but there was nothing out there. No sure what's not sure what's going on there. Uh, Chibwezi Inwana has put on three pounds. Um, That's a big game. Yeah, I mean, well, he was 329 when he came to campus. So, he, yeah, I don't know that he wanted to put too much extra on there. He's like six eight two, I think. Yeah, six seven. <clears throat> Myron Cunningham, another one that was at six seven, you know, 290. He's put on three, three pounds. Not sure if they want to get any more there. Um, Ty Clary. Now, this is a guy that's he's gotten his fair share of criticism. It's not a great center, but he's a better guard. <clears throat> but I, I, I wonder, you know, all of you know, we all think that Luke Jones will be the guy that will take over that center position. Um, so. Yeah. But the question is with a guy like Ty Cleary, is he a bad center or was it just bad coaching? Because he was taught two different 
two different ways to fling snap the back. ball. Just fling it back there. He'll catch it. Yeah. And, and so, and you know, we had talked about this in the podcast during the football season. You know, my brother was a center in high school. Um, he, we talked about the difference, you know, the different methods of snapping the ball. And, and it seemed that last year or in, in 2018, when he struggled, um, a lot of that was because he was snapping with the laces and the ball would sell on him and, and would go back too quickly. And then, um, and then they started and then they, they switched that. What are you doing? Oh, Lord, are you live streaming now? No, I'm talking with my family. Oh. All of them. All of them? All, all two of them? No. Hey, dude. Hey, is that that Zoom thing? Yeah. Okay, don't, go to, the, don't go to the bathroom. Have you seen that video? No. Check my Twitter. It's fantastic. I'll have to show you later. It's a, it's a, there's a, sorry, we're rabbit holing here, <clears throat> but, um, so I can flip somebody off right <laughs> on that. Well, so there was a, um, there was a, a, I guess employees of a company that were, they were doing work through that zoom thing. And you know, it's all, it's got several different screens where you can see everybody and what they're doing. Yeah. And I guess the one girl decided she needed to take a pee. And so she gets up, she's carrying her laptop or iPad, whatever, and she's walking along and she goes in the bathroom and apparently she decides just to set the, com- the, the computer down facing her and she drops drawer, sits on the pot <laughs> and then realizes after she's done this that everyone on the call can see her. She, she jumped off real fast. But it was, it was hilarious. Um, so back to what we were saying. So Ty Clary, he's had his struggles. He put on 14 pounds in the offseason. He's now up to 6'4", 298. Um, Shane Clinton's another guy on the offensive line um, that, that has put up some numbers. At tw- he put on put up 12 pounds. Uh, Ryan Winkle, another one's put up 12 pounds. Austin Nix is a guy that added 23. We talked about Stromberg. Um, hello. <laughs> this is we're having a live uh, live live show here apparently. For I'll the be back later. Live show for Oxford. Y'all y'all quarantine. <laughs> just turn them off. <laughs> just making making video progress. <clears throat> so I mean, some some guys that have really really put up some numbers. Um, another guy, Nick Fullwider, uh, defensive lineman, thirty pounds. He's up to six seven two ninety. <clears throat> Little fella. Yeah. Um, Mateo Soli has trimmed up a little bit at 6'4", 235. Um, you know, one thing that I think I thought at least last year was maybe he was a little undersized for being on that end. Yeah, he had a club on his hand. And, and that didn't help him. No, um, and he still did pretty well as a young man. But to think about, then you got to think about this with Soli last year. Their whole idea for Soli was for him to come in as a... Third down rusher. Yeah, as an edge rusher. That's all they wanted. And then he ended up having to be an every down guy because of the injury to Dorian Gerald. So the question now is, he trims up. Now he's in that mold of that edge rusher. Which you need him for. Yeah. And I mean, so you you look at what they could do on the defensive side of the ball, Barry Odom could do with him this year. He could have that special year that I think a lot of people thought last year. He got tested and he got thrown in the deep water real early. And so he, that, he didn't drown. He didn't. He looked he looked really good, especially he for a guy with one hand. For a long ass time. With one hand. With one hand. <laughs> Zach Williams is another one now. He was one. He hurt. Well, and he did come in a little undersized. Um, he came in at 6'4, 224, and he's now up to 6'4. 236. So they've put some they've put some uh put some size on him for sure. A couple of other guys that I found really interesting. You and I talked about this. Zach Zemos. So yeah. We know what our line we know we've got some issues at linebacker. That 
think we have less issues than what we think we had personally. We'll see. Depth's going to be an issue. That's where the question is, is once you get past that front line, you're relying again on guys, you know, like Grant Morgan and Hayden Henry. And and while those guys have all the heart in the world and are good football players, I still, I still, I still say that they're not SEC linebackers. Now, I mean, you look at a guy like Hayden Henry, he's up to 6'2", 229. That's good size at linebacker. Not a small linebacker at all. No, and then you look at Zach Zemos. He needs the wheels to go with it. Yeah, and that's his issue. They put 16 pounds on Zach Zemos. He is now 6'4", 227. That's linebacker size. Long and ranging. He was an outside linebacker that was relatively fast anyway. Yeah. So that's it. He doesn't lose a step with the extra 16 pounds, which I don't see that happening. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You look at the running back room. It's interesting. Uh, TJ Hammonds, Rakeem Boyd. Uh, Rakeem Boyd's put on a couple pounds. We know we don't need to do much there, but keep him healthy. Keep that shoulder healthy. Keep him on the field. Um, a guy that I'm super excited about watching this Trey year. Trey Smith, maybe? Yes, sir. Traylon <laughs> Smith. 5'9", 187. That dude can absolutely scoot. So he's going to be a fun one. you got to get a hand on him. Yeah. Amante Spivey, who I think will – he will – Play, play a lot this year. I want to see him too. Yeah. Um, 6'1", 194. So, one, so good size there. Two kids they got coming into school as well. Yeah. You get the big back. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But Yeah, I'd have to go back. But this one surprised me. I think it surprised you when I said it to you before we started. K.J. Jefferson. Why? They put 12 pounds on him. Because he's not going to play quarterback. Well, so He was already 228. And now, did now the question is, did they purposely put 12 pounds on him, or did he just spend a little too much time in the student union? They're going to make that dude a tight end. Man, I hope not. We'll get to tight end. I hope end not right. either, but like I said, you got Felipe Franks, but I mean, 6'3", 240. But maybe it'll keep him from getting an injured shoulder when he decides to run over on secondary. And I think that's the most important thing to take away from that is that size. He's going to be able to load. Yeah. I mean, he's going to do do some damage. Any four, six guy anyway, if I thought right. Yeah. Somewhere in that four, six, four, seven, somewhere in there. See if he maintains that speed at that size. That's a lot of weight. But I mean, you look at Felipe Franks, he measures in at six, six, two thirty five. Yeah. But his legs are about that much longer. Yeah. Yes, they are. Dude, it's all legs. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... Hence the ankle. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a big one. Now, here's a couple of very interesting names as well that are missing that looks like will not be when we know one of. TQ Jackson, obviously one that's not on this. He's not going to make it. He's not. A lot of rumors that have swirled around, but he will not be a part of the program. And then another one that was a little surprising is Deion Stewart. Yeah, I'm really confused by that, but I know that, you know, the, the injury was last year. Well, he was arrested, too. He had an arrest not long ago. It was well, a DUI or something. That might be a little more than what they want to work yeah. with. And maybe it's a story. Maybe it's a situation where they're like, look, you're going to learn from this. Not going to be on the roster right now. This is suspension time, and, and we'll see. We'll reevaluate this come fall. So I think I'd rather have TQ than, than Dion. Maybe there's so something about a six four receiver with speed that you just that's hard to replace. I don't disagree, but then you look at what we have at wide receiver and I don't lots of size. Where lots does of speed? Where does he fit in in that scenario? And if he's not there, willing to put in the work, which has been the rumor. I'm not saying that's what he's doing. Wait on him. Put him at tight end. Yeah. So let's talk about tight end because you like talking about it. Um, hey, depth. Stop that right now. <laughs> Andy likes his tight end. So, um, I have one. So, coming into this year, Arkansas has two had two tight ends on the roster in a guy by the name of Hudson Henry. Everybody knows who he is. So, didn't see him last year much. No. So, we'll see what happens there. 
And then another guy by the name of Blake Kern. Raise your hand if you know who Blake Kern is. Raise your hand if you could point Blake Kern out. You a liar. You a liar. <laughs> so, but so they've made some moves. Nathan Bax is a transfer in from Illinois State. I didn't even know that name. Never heard of him. Um, but he's a redshirt freshman, so I would and Illinois State, he should be able to play. Um, but the the other guy that I think a lot of people around the state have been excited about, and I know Pittman said he seems to be fitting in really well in the tight end room, is Blaine Toll. He's got the size, that's for sure. Yeah, 6'5", 245. The question about Blaine is speed. Now, we know coming out of high school, he was dominant, but he also was head and shoulders. Yeah, he he came from a school where he didn't play anybody near his size. He played every position on the field and dominated. quarterback. Yes. And so my my question is... He was that peewee football kid that was better than everybody because he was bigger. Yes, and that's what it is. And and now, that's not taking anything away from Blaine. Nothing at all. I think Blaine is... is, He's insanely athletic and when you... He is a freak. You look at that chiseled young man, and that's what he is. He is he's chiseled a grown out. Man, an eighteen-year-old, yeah, eighteen-year-old mindset. Yeah, he, he's talk today. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's a big. He's he's a big boy. My question though is: Is this a move as a blocking tight end that they're going to try to grow this guy into a tackle, or is this a guy that truly has the speed, athleticism, and ability to play at the tight end position? Or is this a guy they just stick it tight end until they get something and then move him back to defense next year? Possibly, and we'll see where that lands. His natural position is, is defense. The question was is if, if he would end up, you know, at the defensive tackle or maybe a rush-in type position. But, the again, so, and I'm not, don't get me wrong when I say this, I'm not comparing him in any way to Isaiah Simmons. However, you do it? when you look at the situation, now, again, Isaiah Simmons walked onto campus several years ago and and blew everybody away and dumb, dumb Bert said, oh, no, he put you. But you look at a guy like Blaine Toll. You look at a guy like Blaine Toll, you may not know where to put him, but man, he's got so much size and so much he does. He is very athletic. And like you said, he's a freak. You can line him up at several different spots. So, you know, Blaine Toll's got a lot of potential. I'll be interested to see how he works out at tight end. Um, And and so that should be fairly interesting. Um, I wanted to jump into one other thing here before we really got going or before we we really get going. This is the end of this thing, isn't it? Yeah, you're gonna have to hurry up. I'm trying. That was a ride. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is that sliding one where they try to climb to the. This is some. We're still on the Ocho, and there's some interesting stuff. Um, it's a pretty bold strategy, Cotton. See how that works out for. So some, we're gonna jump to basketball real quick because I wanted to talk a little bit about the transfer portal. Arkansas has been in contact with a lot of transfers. Obviously, this means that Arkansas there's gonna be some things in the in on the roster. Some there's gonna be some moves. You know, potentially a guy like Reggie Cheney and a few other guys on this roster that could potentially move out. They're trying to make room for some more size. I wanted to mention a couple of guys that they're pretty heavy on right now that they're looking at pretty hard. Um, we, we mentioned this guy, Kevin Marfo, last week, 6'8", 245 out of Quinnipiac. 10.2 points a game, 13.3 rebounds a game. He is a grad transfer, would be immediately eligible. Um, another guy that is very interesting right now is a guy, a guy out of Loyola, Marymount. Seven foot three, two hundred and sixty-one pounds. Shrimp. 
Could you imagine having two seven footers on this basketball team on the floor at the They're same not time? Just seven footers. <laughs> like I told you, when you finally saw Vanover in person, yeah. he's like a full head and a neck taller than everybody on the team. Could you imagine having two have of those? Two of them. Yeah. Just so, stick your hands up. Just block it. One that shoots and one that stays down low. You can't do that. Yeah. This, this is, is wrong. It's a guy that averaged 10 points, six rebounds, and just under an assist a game. Also a grad transfer. So that's another big man inside to take a look at. Um, and then another guy, Josh. He's got one of them funny names, though. Yeah, good luck. But I mean, Markison's not terrible. Um, and then Joshua not Morgan, six eleven, one ninety five. That is a lanky dude for six six eleven one. Is that right? It's a beanpole. Son. That is. Jeez, six eleven one. I have him on my list. I uh, may have marked. It's at the you, very bottom. I may uh, have. Ah, that's what happened. Yeah, I didn't take the whole picture. I'll still take that rebounding machine at six eight. Yes. Yeah. Put in an order for him. Him with uh, yeah. Vanover and Jalen, that would that be fun. Guy from Vitek, Landers, Nolly, Nolly. I mean, or, yeah, I like the scoring there, but I just wonder at six yeah, but seven. That's in a big school too, though. That is true. That is true. The other guys at Charleston Southern, Schuler. Yeah, Josh Morgan is the one that's at the bottom of your list. Six six eleven one ninety five from Long Beach State. Eight point four a game, six rebounds. Um, but you look through these guys. I mean, Marcuson. Um, course marfo uh, those are your big rebounders which is what we know we need now i it might not need it as much next year but it's gonna be nice to have the extra no matter what well the thing about anali is he's not a grad transfer so it makes you wonder you know is he is that a guy that's going to fit here to sit maybe that's a guy you look forward to if he really is that because i mean he averaged 15 and a half points a game we get jd note next year too yeah note comes out and so he's pretty pretty good from what i hear we hope so we hope. <laughs> Maybe he'll turn out better than old, uh, what's that boy's name? He got that funny name. Gentile Silla? That's it. Yeah, Gentile. that was maybe that, that was quite a bust. I would we call that the Silla experiment. Yeah, that was it tough. Wrong. That did not go well. So I mean, those are some guys to keep an eye on. Obviously, we know Arkansas needs some size. Um, but uh as we as we start wrapping things up, it's something else that I wanted to talk to you about that, that had come up this week and I just wanted me? your thoughts on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, you're here with me. These other people can't interact, they're just listening to us. Um so the Major League Baseball draft. <sighs> there's been some talk that because of years of service and other things, that the draft may not happen this year. Now I don't know how they're gonna do that. Arkansas fans would rejoice. <laughs> but Man, the the issues that this potentially opens up when you start thinking about it's a big big issue. Yeah. So on top of that, let's say they don't have the draft, but let's let's also think about if so. This is and I'm, and I'm using using this as a as a worst case scenario for a guy. But what happens if they decide if NCAA decides to go with the same thing they did on the Division two level at the Division one level? And they only give the extra year in spring sports to seniors. So it's nothing for baseball is what that does. But think about this. Think about how much that could hurt a guy like Casey Martin or Kerstad or Opitz financially. Because now you have guys who aren't going to get the extra year of eligibility, but also aren't going to get to go into the draft. So now you have a guy that's going into his senior year after not getting to play his junior year. Your senior year in baseball, you have no negotiating leverage. You have no leverage when you get to the draft. No. So from a financial standpoint, they could draft you. They could take a guy like Casey Martin, who's maybe struggled a little bit, who has all the tools. Seven, eight rounds deep. Yeah. If not deeper. And he has no, there's nothing he can do. He has to sign. Fight it. 
Yeah. And so he has to wait a long time before he makes his money is what happens. That, exactly. So if the, he ever does. Right. So the question is, I mean, will there be protections in place for those guys? How about a guy like Mason Wynn, who by most accounts isn't going to make it to the University of Arkansas campus because he's going to go so high in the draft. As of right now, he has to. Yeah. So what and happens? He's signed. Well, he's signed, but yeah, absolutely. He has to go. But if they if they cancel the draft, now this guy has to come to college. So do you change the rule for a guy like that and say? Almost like I was telling you, you know, kind of what you hit on this was it's almost like you have to give these kids the option to go to college if you're not going to have the draft and let anybody that is a senior of 2020 in high school eligible for the draft as a freshman. Yeah. Across the board. Something. Because that, that's the only way you can really do it, at least for one year. You're, because You're going to have to leave the juniors as juniors. Yeah. You're going to have, there's, hopefully they'll get this one right because it is big time confusing, confusion, whatever the word will be. Well, I hope so. It's going to be interesting to keep an eye on and, and watch over the next few weeks, few months, and, and see how things play out with it. Well, guys, I think that's going to about do it for us, man. Yeah. It was a good one. Wasn't a bad one. Recorded a day early. Got yep. some good information. It means y'all get to hear today early. A hopefully. A professional agreed with Come me. Oh, Will. All right, guys. Until next week, be safe. Wash your hands. Woo pig. Woo pig.